Welcome to Immersive Talks. This is Palmer Foote from Bigfoot Music and Sound hosting episodes with Jump Into the Light around the connection between immersive technologies and the human condition. I want to give a few shout outs. Firstly, to Jump Into the Light, a virtual reality arcade and studio where anyone can experience immersive gaming, art, and the latest technology. You can find out more at jumpintothelight.nyc. Co-founder Mihao and production manager Royal from Jump work to produce this podcast and find incredible guests to be interviewed. I'm a commercial and freelance music producer, as well as a resident artist here at Jump. After several episodes of hosting this podcast, I realized the world of immersive media is becoming more inclusive than ever. Masters of arts, sciences, community, and passion make their way into Jump Studio to have conversations with me about immersive media projects and how they apply to the human experience. Today, I'm lucky to speak with an artist named Sophocles. He's a cartoonist, virtual reality painter, and educator, using his skills to develop community around creating art and immersive paintings. He is having a show at Jump Into the Light on December 12th, where he will be curating an event called the Holy Art Exhibition from 6 to 11 p.m. He will give a demonstration on Tiltbrush, a virtual reality painting application that anyone can use at Jump. During the show, you'll walk through paintings that Sophocles and other artists created in the app and get to experience art in a whole new way. Find out more about Sophocles on Instagram at sophocles.art, S-O-P-H-O-C-L-E-S dot A-R-T. Also follow his account dedicated to curating other artists at Start Shows, S-T-A-R-T-S-H-O-W-S. Please enjoy. Sophocles, welcome to Immersive Talks. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming through. We're sitting here and uh, jumping to the light, um, a place where I've seen you around a bunch, um, hanging out, doing different kinds of art, helping with other different events, and always collaborating with the different artists and residents here. You're uh, you're definitely a, a person I've been trying to track down for this uh, this interview. Well, thank you for having me here. I'm very excited to talk about uh, Jump Into the Light and VR painting, as well as the Holy Art Exhibition on December 12th here on the Jump Podcast. It's exciting. Yeah. Um, so before we get into that, um, I want to know a little bit more about you and how you got into painting and drawing and the visual arts in general. Well, I've always loved cartoons since I was a little kid, and I was always drawing like on loose leaf paper or uh, copy paper. Uh, there was always a lot of that around. And I always had markers and crayons and my mom would always, um, she would inspire me and like kind of encourage me to be, to express myself with, uh, the art supplies that I had. And I would just watch cartoons and play video games like Sega Genesis. That was my first one that I had when I was a kid. And I liked the graphics and I liked the characters in certain cartoons like Dragon Ball. And, um, I liked Gundam. I liked, uh, I like Sonic, I liked X-Men, I like Spider-Man, I liked a lot of the Marvel and DC cartoons that they had on after school as a kid, and I would just draw my versions of them. And I've looked at some of these drawings that my mom kept in a box for all these years, many years later, and they're very simple, but it looks like the character. It's cool. Like, if you know the characters, then you can tell it's that character. And um, yeah, I just continued drawing and drawing and I never really stopped. Even when I was in high school, instead of doing my homework or listening to the classes, I would be drawing in my notebooks and on my homework. And um, sometimes I handed in my homework with drawings on it and the teachers didn't even like that. But um, 
you know, I, I just kept drawing. And then when I started subscribing to um, Shonen Jump magazine after finding out about it somehow um, by watching a lot of Japanese cartoons called anime, um, like Dragon Ball and um, other awesome cartoons like Naruto and One Piece and um, Hunter. Hunter, uh, I just started reading the comics and I, something clicked and I was like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I want to be a cartoonist. I want to be an artist, artist full-time for a living. And I applied to the School of Visual Arts and with help from my high school art teacher, Mr. Sansone, who is like a mentor to me, I got into SVA with only a month and a half to create a full portfolio. Uh, it was sort of last minute, but I got in and then I learned the art of cartooning from awesome cartoonists who have worked for Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, and um, other uh, companies, as well as professional illustrators and fine artists at the School of Visual Arts. Um, it's a great school and I learned a lot there. And I didn't really start getting into uh, being a full-time artist right out of the gate when I when I first got out of school. I got a job at the Nest Plus M. It's actually not far from here in Lower East Side on Columbia Street, teaching after school uh, program at three after three at Nest, uh, teaching anime and cartooning and comics and Photoshop. And then I taught in many after school programs uh, in Manhattan and Queens and in Brooklyn. And then I just decided that I wanted to start focusing on helping other artists succeed that are uh, in my age or maybe just a little bit younger or even older than me to be able to exhibit and sell their art and network in art exhibitions. And I started becoming a curator and I stopped teaching and I started curating and hosting art exhibitions, creating events in different venues uh, in NYC. And it's been very rewarding. And I have my own company uh, with my wife, Tice, uh, called Start Shows. And we give artists the opportunity to do what I just mentioned before, to exhibit and sell their art and network with like-minded people and creatives. And I also am now a full-time artist. So I do those two things. Wow. So you you went from drawing as a kid and sort of emulating these kinds of cartoon characters to now curating art. And what got you into the immersive space using VR? What was your first experience with VR? My first experience with VR actually was, um, if you don't count things like Universal Studios or something like that, then it was probably a jump into the light. Uh, I I started collaborating with the Flex Dance Program, mm. and I would go to lots of the dancers' uh, battle events or performances and draw them performing live while they were dancing. And then one time, they were at Jump Into the Light performing, and they invited me to come and draw the dancers here. And a guy who worked here named Royal, he discovered me and he thought that my art was cool. So he talked to the owner, Mihao, and he basically gave me a residency in Jump Into the Light. And I became a resident artist and I still am now. And I had my own solo show here with a bunch of VR 3D paintings of side-scroller video games like... Turtles in Time and Simpsons Side Scroller mm -hmm. and Final Fight and many others. And I uh, just started making more VR paintings. And then I started teaching VR painting and here at Jump Into the Light and at a creative center for kids called Play Day. 
And uh, now I just focus on um, making my own art and helping others show and exhibit and sell their art. And it's just awesome to give back to the arts community and uh, provide uh, awesome venues for um, emerging artists as well as seasoned artists to mingle and trade ideas and um, be like a school of Athens sort of deal. You know what I mean? Where everyone gets together and trades ideas. Cool. Yeah, it sounds like you've really immersed yourself in the community as well as the actual immersive art space. And so you had an immersive show here before and you're having one again next week, correct? Yeah, that's right. Next week on Thursday, December 12th from 6 to 11 p.m. at Jump Into the Light on 180 Orchard Street uh, in the Lower East Side. There's going to be around 20 artists, as well as dance performances, DJ, live music, and you can create, it's really cool, 3D paintings that you can literally walk through as if you were in Mario 64 and you jumped into one of the paintings. You can jump into your own painting or into paintings that I've created of video game characters that are very well known, like Ryu and um, like Michelangelo and Donatello and Leonardo and Raphael, as well as make your own paintings and just have fun just sketching and painting and just like doodling. Or you can create your own immersive worlds with your own characters. And then you can change the lighting with different settings. And around 6 p.m. at the start of the show, I'm going to give a tutorial of how to use the Google Tilt Brush program that anyone who comes to visit the show will be able to learn how to use a tilt brush program, which is a new medium that you can create paintings that you can literally experience by walking through them with the VR headset on. That's amazing. So what kind of medium inspires you right now? What, you know, is tilt brush really the, the epitome of, of what you can do as an artist in the immersive space? Well, I think tilt brush is a very, immersive as well as immediate art medium because you need to have to experience it and to appreciate it to its fullest capacity. You need to have the headset on. Although you can still see it if someone's looking at the painting from the monitor and the TV screen that's nearby, but it's flattened. You don't get to walk through it in three dimensions. And it's a very close up and personal experience that gives the viewer a chance to be alone with the painting and inside of the painting, of the world of the painting, and really experience every single brushstroke that the artist painted in as if it was um, from the movie Crows that George Lucas did, the special effects, where a Japanese painter walks through Van Gogh's paintings mm. in uh, uh, Akira Kurosawa film. And it was very masterful. I think I got ideas from that. And that really inspired me into wanting to paint more because I uh, mostly focus on painting in ink, which is a Japanese skill and style called sumie, means ink painting in Japanese. And uh, I make comics in the subway primarily. And I also am working on a comic called Farm Boy that you'll be able to read at Holy Art Exhibition. Mm. And... Um, the VR painting just was like a game changer for me because it it got me painting with my whole body and my my arms instead of I'm still paint, I still paint in ink with my arm but I don't use it as fully as when I'm painting full circles or 
like a, a floor or like a mountain scene or characters in tilt brush because you have to use your whole body to literally walk around in physical space. And the space is your canvas, which is what's cool about tilt brush. And the possibilities are really endless. It's not just a painting program, but it's a drawing and a sculpture program. And you can have fun doing all three. And then you can even save the files and create videos that you can share on social media and jump into the light. It's very immersive and it's not hard to learn. And like I said, at six o'clock at the start of the show uh, on December 12th, you can learn how to paint and tilt brush and all the tools from me, Sophocles. That's amazing. So for you, I was talking to you a little bit before when you were showing me some of your work um, about what it means for the audience to kind of experience this type of gallery. You know, it's not your average gallery where you go into a, uh, you know, a room and you see all these um, canvases and maybe sculptures around. It seems like the angles and the kinds of immersion that you get as a viewer in this type of gallery is so much more. Can you explain this gallery in a bit more detail? Yes, I can. So I think that um, it definitely is a futuristic medium. And I see there being definitely copycats of Jump Into the Light. Uh, people wanting to do the similar thing with Tilt Brush and have VR galleries and VR experiences in their gallery. The cool thing about Jump Into the Light is that it also has a 2D gallery that will be at the show on the first, the second floor. And you can see paintings and photography and drawings and comics and prints on the second floor on the walls and on tables, just like a normal gallery experience. And then you, but you also have the option of viewing paintings in 3D in a new medium in Google's new technology, Tilt Brush. And you can walk through the paintings. And while I feel that it's very, um, it's very, amazing to experience the tilt brush paintings and enjoy them. I don't think it's going to fully replace 2D galleries ever because people like to appreciate art without a headset on and in mm -hmm. a gallery setting. And um, 2D paintings uh, are a mainstay of people's homes that they want to take home and collect and have and decorate their, their houses with. Art appreciators love having physical paintings with them as well. Right. But this is a new medium and a new technology that people can enjoy paintings in a new way, yeah. which is very immersive and very impressive. And I urge people to come out to the show on December 12th to check it out and see it for themselves. And not only see finished paintings, but to start from scratch, create your own paintings and your right. own worlds in Tilt Brush. And so it's interesting that you mentioned, you know, this idea of taking, you know, going to an art gallery and then falling in love with a piece and then taking it home for $2,000 or what, what, whatever amount of money uh, that you would pay for the painting. And so what do you think that the future of the artist looks like who is a, um, who's making these paintings in, uh, in VR? Is it, is it the type of thing where you still can purchase a piece of art that you can take home with you that day? Or is it something different? What I think is so special about this uh, medium is that it's right now you need to have the tilt brush technology to be able to fully appreciate the painting. So you would need to have a VR station and headset in your home 
to, let's say, take a tilt brush file that you saved to email and then experience someone else's tilt brush file in painting. So that's what makes places like Jump Into the Light very unique and special. Mm -hmm. When you come here, you can have the uh, opportunity to see these paintings without having to spend so much money yourself to have all the technology at home to view, to view them. So you can see them like that. You can see exported videos that walk through the painting in a 3D manner, but it's still not you walking through the painting in the 3D manner with the headset. So that's why Jump is really awesome. And um, in the future, I feel like VR is going to be more accessible and like everything else that existed in on Earth. Uh, it started out when it first came out to be very expensive for the most part. And then as time went on, there was a lot of it and it became more accessible to the public. Um, like TVs were back in the day. Right. People had only one and they were very expensive. Now people have TVs in multiple rooms in their homes. I think VR technology is going to start to spread and it's going to be something that people will have in their homes, just like um, the movie, um, I'm forgetting it at the moment. It was a Steven Spielberg film, uh, but it was really cool. It was all about VR and the future of VR. Ready Player One? Ready Player One is the name of it. That's right. And um, I think like that's where we're heading. Maybe not that extreme, but VR technology being accessible in homes, in everyone's home, at least people that want to have it if they want to have it. And then people can literally maybe download tilt brush painting files like from like Apple or something or like a special app uh, that has to do with VR technology and they can experience them in their own home and just experience paintings. And you buy the painting and maybe it's a limited edition. So there's only a certain amount that are given out and they're not given out after. And they can start to take on the form that physical paintings do these days uh, acrylic or oil paintings that you have in the gallery or and become like prints where you have a limited amount of them that go out to the public and mm -hmm. those people have them forever and can walk through them and show their friends and um, they can get inspired by it and try to emulate a style or get just inspired by it and create their own style of VR painting. Beautiful. So in general, it, when we zoom out a little bit from the art world, where do you think that the future of this uh, medium and the immersive medium is going. I think the future of this uh, VR uh, technology is going into a place where you can have a staycation, and you can. It'll be so crazy that like when you put the headset on, it's you feel like you're there. It'll be like 4D like experiences that you have in the movies now or like at Universal Studios, but even to the next level where you like feel sensations that you experience in the game. Um, you know, like there's been comics about it where like if someone passes away in a, in a VR game that they actually pass away in real life, hopefully it doesn't get to that point, but I don't think it will because uh, there's going to be regulations for it as well. Right. But um, I think that you'll be able to experience like heat or uh, cold, or let's say you're a, like, it's a VR skiing program. Maybe you can experience the cold on your face from the mountain that you're skiing on. Or let's say you're playing a game with explosions, like a war game or um, a first person shooter or something like that, or a tag team uh, shooter game in VR. Maybe you can feel the heat of a grenade blowing up near you or something like that. Um, and I think that it will just basically 
um, be a 4D experience that you can have like a Universal Studios experience right in the comfort of your home. And you'll be able to travel to locations in VR. Like maybe they'll have like VR Greece where you can travel right. to islands and you can see what it looks like and you can walk through like different parts of Athens or Mykonos or uh, let's say Japan. You can go through Tokyo or Kyoto or Osaka or Brazil. You can go for, through Rio de Janeiro and other places around the world. So I think it's the possibilities are endless and VR is just sort of like uh, a baby right now. And it's, it's, you know, it's not newborn, but I think there's still a lot of wiggle room for it to grow. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming in. We're really excited for your show next week. And for everybody out there, um, make your way over to Jump Into the Light and, uh, and come through and see Sophocles' amazing pieces and become part of the movement. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity. And I hope to see you all at Jump Into the Light on Thursday, December 12th, between 6 and 11 p.m. for a really great show. Uh, come and support living artists because the world needs more of that. Um, you know, Van Gogh, like I love his paintings and they're in the Met, but these artists, you don't get to see as often their paintings up close and we're giving them start shows. We're giving them the opportunity to share their paintings and their pieces and their art, a piece of them with the public in a really awesome two floor venue in the Lower East Side. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much. Brought to you by Bigfoot Music and Sound and Jump Into the Light. If you want to reach out to Bigfoot for commercial music interests and post-production needs, including podcasts, original music and sound, sound design, and much more, contact yo at b-i-g-f-o-o-t-e dot com. If you're interested in developing your VR and AR content, contact hello at jumpintothelight.nyc.